Howdy ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Sloan, who you know from Instagram, at Hardens and Hard Hats. And I'm Noah, your co-host, you know from right now. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are watching and reviewing every episode of the USA hit TV show, Monk, right here each week. We're going to do so while eating a little bit of junk. So I have my sweet and spicy pecans here. And he hasn't tried them yet, so we'll, we'll get to that in junk time. Huh. And I have something I've never tried before, which is this cookies and cream protein bar from Costco. And it seems quite melted. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be like that, but we will try that during junk time as well. Yep. Also, you must know I've seen every episode of Monk. I'm a huge fan. Started watching it about 2007 and for the most part watched it as it aired. I've seen the pilot episode and those we've done on the show and a few scattered here and there in different seasons. So if you're ready to start the show, Toby, take it away. What, what just happened? Toby. What just happened? Here's what happened. Okay, so this is Mr. Monk Gets a New Shrink, Season 5, Episode 7. So here's what happened. In the opening scene, we see Monk and Harold at Dr. Kroger's office in the midst of a normal bickering session when Dr. Kroger notices his office door has been left ajar. The three discover the cleaning lady murdered in the middle of her vacuuming chores. Monk is instantly on the case with hopes of disproving any theories that the killer could be a patient. He is devastated when Kroger quits and is even more eager to get to the bottom of things. He finally does when a rock that was thrown through Dr. K's window at his home is identical to one from the rock garden in his office. Monk knows if it's not a patient, it's someone else with access to that fountain. He is right when it turns out to be Francis Merrigan, the other tenant in the building. Merrigan had been smuggling heroin inside of some porcelain figurines. When the cleaning lady knocked one over and discovered it, she tried to simply vacuum it up and fix the statue. But Merrigan couldn't risk her knowing, so he killed her and tried to stage it up. He is apprehended in the end when Monk and Kroger are kidnapped, but Harold Crenshaw isn't far behind and calls the police to save them. Crazy, crazy Harold. So that was Mr. Monk Gets a New Shrink. Candace, what did you like about this episode? Okay, I actually have quite a bit. Oh, okay. Let's start with the return of Harold, mm-hmm, right? Of Their entire bickering session in Dr. Kroger's office was awesome. We have Harold, and, and actually I really like this one because most of the time when we see Monk and Harold, it's more like up to opinion, whether like who's right or who's wrong, mm-hmm. you know, like the donuts and stuff like that. Yes. Well, definitely your team Monk this time because Harold is straight up wrong yeah. when Dr. Kroger is like, yeah. we'll talk about this first thing on Friday. And Monk is like, he meant first thing Friday, your session, not first thing on Friday. So you're like, oh, yes, Monk has actually gotten him this time. Of course, I just put Harold Crenshaw versus Adrian Monk. You're acting like a 12-year-old. <laughs> well, he's acting like a 10-year-old. He's acting like a 5-year-old. He's acting like a baby-year-old. Baby-year-old? That's not even... No, that doesn't <laughs> make sense. I um, also like how Monk wants Harold to be the guy. <laughs> and he's like, Harold Crenshaw, yep, he did it. And Natalie's like, really? You think he did it? No. <laughs> of course, when Dr. Kroger was talking about the five stages of grief as Monk was doing them. That was the funniest thing. He's like, um, 
So this is, of course, denial, and he's like... He can't quit. <laughs> he's Dr. Kroger. He can't quit. What else is he going to do? And then there's anger. Damn you, Charles. Damn you to hell. <laughs> you are dead to me. Do you understand that? You are dead to me. And then what was it? Grief? Wait. Oh, it was bargaining. All right, so here's the thing. <laughs> I can go to your house. Sometimes you can come to my house. We can work this thing out. There's no problem. <laughs> the depression. Why is it always me? Everyone always leaves. And acceptance. You know what? I think I'll be good. I think we can, I think we can handle this. I think we can move on. <laughs> Until they get to the end. And then, just as they think they're done, Monk comes back with a denial... He can't quit. He can't. He can't. And, then he, and then he yells through the office windows. <laughs> the blinds. He goes like, you are dead. You are dead to me. <laughs> Don't ever forget that. I'm not gonna lie. That is like one of my. <laughs> I don't know if it's classic monk for everyone else, but that's one of my all-time favorite scenes. I don't know. It just shows all of Monk's crazy, like, Mm -hmm. all in a row and back-to-back. And I put the stages of grief and rinse and repeat. (laughs) Because, oh, my gosh. I know it's a big statement. Like, that is one of my absolute favorite scenes. Uh I was like, I can't believe that this is this episode. And then he went on, and I was just dying laughing. And it was so good. Yeah, it was really entertaining, uh, comedy-wise, this episode. Yeah, I liked the when they go see Joseph Wheeler at the Build-A-Bear place. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to tell him, you know, like, you know what you did? Like, you, you made Dr. Kroger quit. And he's like, what? He's quitting? And then he has the little girl's bear uh-huh. in her hand, in his hands. And he's like, just starts to, like, tug on it. And the little girl's like, mm-hmm. you're hurting <laughs> And then Natalie's like, oh, oh, I think he's fine. Here you go, sweetie. (laughs) It's so funny. I don't know why it's funny, but it's funny. And then somehow Monk and the guy get another bear, both in their hands. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, you don't understand. Dr. Kroger quit. And he's like, what? He quit? He's like, yeah, he quit. And they both just start like going, what am I going to do? And like, what are we going to do? And they just start ripping the bears apart. And the the guy's like, I'm so bereaved. And Monk's like, I'm so bereaved, too. Everyone's bereaved. (laughs) (laughs) I was absolutely dying in that scene, too. I can't even. This is my last one. It's when they're all discussing after a rock has been thrown through Dr. Kroger's window. They're like, Kevin Stottermeyer's like, okay, they know you live. We have to get bodyguards here, officers. And Monk's like... I'll do it. I'll stay here 24-7, seven days a week, and I will watch here right by my dear friend, Dr. Kroger. Yeah, Yeah, I was just thinking there's a couple of officers outside. (laughs) Yes, that would be great. I love that idea. Dr. Kroger and his wife were like, yep, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I love Dr. Natalie. (laughs) It is so awesome. They're so funny. Monk, you, you, I mean, you kind of know it's her. You can see her hair uh-huh. on the side, right? But Monk just starts going off. You know, Natalie's going to leave me someday, too. <laughs> Everyone always leaves. You know, and even if she doesn't quit, she's going to die someday. And, <laughs> and then it just pans out, and Natalie's like, Mr. Monk, I don't feel comfortable talking <laughs> about this. 
And then he's like, but you have to. It's Monday. I have to get this all out. And then she starts saying, you know what? That reminds me of this problem that I have. And he's like, whoa, whoa, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> what? I'm like, nobody cares about your problems. <laughs> oh, poor Natalie. It's good. She just wanted to talk about her own problems for once. I love it. Uh, I'm done. I'm out. Really? You don't have the bush fight? See, the bush fight, the bush fight caught me off guard. So, yeah, so basically, Noah is running off of completely and no sleep at all. Yeah. Because this whole quarantine thing has got his schedule messed up. Mm-hmm. So, that's yeah. probably why I don't, he has I a lack of I didn't of really understand fighting. the bush fighting in this episode. Okay, well, it doesn't really make sense, but it's Muck and Crenshaw. Yeah, so, it's yeah, like, yeah. obviously. Funny. But they're yeah. just... <laughs> They've been stalking him, and they have to premise the fact that Harold's been stalking them, mm-hmm. too, so that he's the one that gets to save them or whatever. Yeah. But it's just so funny, because they're both... It's just... The dynamic is so good. I know you all know this already, but it's so funny, like, in this one scene, because they are doing something that is just insane, and they're outside uh-huh. the guy's office, or his house, I mean, and they're looking at each other <laughs> through the windows, through bushes, and then Dr. Kroger, like, looks, and they hide... Because they know they're not supposed to be doing this, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, you know that they're crazy, but they each think the other one is crazier than them for doing the exact same thing. It's so, and it's so fun. They're both just looking at her like, you, you get out of here. No, you get out of here. (laughs) Like, why do they, each of them think that they should be there? Wait, what did he say? What did he say? You are pathetic. You are pathetic. (laughs) Oh, that's what I put. They are both so pathetic. But, but Monk makes it inside. Oh, yeah. And he closes the blinds on him. That's so funny. Um, But Monk makes it inside, but Harold saves the day. That's true. (laughs) He comes, he's like, come here, Monk. And you're like, beat that. (laughs) So messed up. Um, My last thing is, I thought the new doctor was actually really nice. Yeah. His new therapist? Monk was so rude. Why did they have to do the therapist like that? And Monk, I think Monk seems okay until he, like, he has a little smile on his face. Because mm-hmm. the guy's so nice and, like, welcoming. And then you see the one arm. And you're like, oh, man. Uh, and, like, and you know what I mean? Like, he, his mood changes. But, like, for a split second there, he actually seemed like he was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. No. They had to do that. It's It's nice that they're just randomly, like, inviting... Things like this to happen, so it's not like, oh, I wonder what this, if, like, is Monk afraid of this or that or this? So it's cool that they're not just, like, completely, like, leaving it. Like, if it's, if, I don't know. Like, if Monk lost Dr. Kroger, how he would be. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, wow, I'm really glad we didn't see Sharona leaving. Because that would have been really hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, she actually does leave. So I'm yeah, glad yeah, that they, yeah. seeing how he acted with him, I'm mm-hmm. glad that they just showed us kind of, like, the one-armed doctor is Natalie. Like, oh, here she is, and mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah. I, I thought that was cool. My last thing that I liked was with the doctor, right? When Monk solves the case, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, oh, we can just pick this up tomorrow. I mean... I can pick it up. Or you could pick it up. <laughs> we could each take a side. I don't want to talk about picking it up anymore. <laughs> oh, that's my last oh, thing. So much funny stuff oh, in this one. good. Okay. Candace, what is... Wait, no. I, I, you'd ask me. 
What did I dislike? Okay. Noah, what did you not like about this episode? Yay! Um, I'm mad, and I'm fired up, and I yelled. Dur- okay, I didn't yell. I wasn't, like, mad. Because during the episode, as Candace knows, I found an an overly angry Captain Slaughtermeyer, right? He throws Monk out of the room when he could just politely ask, Hey, Monk, please exit the room. Instead, he says... Out of your nail. Whoa. And throws him out. Yeah. <laughs> or out of your monk. Okay, whoa. Out of your monk. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then he like... The Stottlemyre impression Okay, is, okay, okay. You're maybe, an actor, Noah. Maybe, Bring it home. Maybe the Stottlemyre impression, it's like... It's like Reeling uh, in. Randy. Randy, get monk on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I am dying. <laughs> okay, just to be clear... We know Stottlemyre does not have a southern accent, right? I know, no, I know, but it's just the mustache is so tempting. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and combat what you said. <laughs> Wait, say, no, what? what? No, I was gonna say uh, you didn't get you were you made me do the impression. You didn't let me see. see okay, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so m- uh, Captain Stottlemyre is way too rude to Monk, and I just feel like he could show a little bit more respect. For him, and I get, like, that's her thing. It's like, Stoudemire doesn't really care for Monk, but Monk, like, has to listen to him. But it's also, like, have a little bit of respect. Like, he's a grown man. Come on, Stoudemire. Okay, but wait. I could agree with you on other instances. Give me a different instance. This instance you're talking about is when Monk is trying to look at his own file. Yep. He's already crossed the line by looking at Harold's file. Hey. Just because he wants... He already admitted he didn't think Harold did it, but still looked at his file. Then he tries to go and look at his own file, which you should never do, and is illegal. He can't do that. So I... like. There's no polite amount of conversation. You think Monk already saw no hope Andrew, on his get thing? Get if he had, what if he had gotten to dig deep into that? He would have been devastated. Stottlemyre was like, "Nope, nip this in the bud. Get out. You've crossed the line." He said, get "He out. said, he said, he could have been like." He said, "You crossed the line." He said, "He could have been like, okay, Monk, you've crossed the line. I'm formally and uh, <laughs> apologetically asking you to please <laughs> wow. exit the building." And then he says... When have you ever heard he a says, cowboy talk and then like he that? Says, and then he says, please, in every language known to man. So he's like, please, por favor, other languages. Happily, everyone knows, get out of everyone here, knows you speak every language. It's not Ambrose. <gasps> okay, my next can, thing. Wait, has that ever been addressed? Can, oh, wait, no, he can, because he wrote the other manuals. The manuals okay, 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 okay. Sorry, uh, that was random. So my next thing is poor Dr. Kroger. Mm-hmm. That... Actually, that scene actually was pretty sad, I thought, whenever he discovers that it might have been one of his patients, mm-hmm. and his he kind of, you know, wells up, and he's like, how could I have let this happen? Because he's talking about the Wheeler guy. Yeah. Like, he actually said he was going to break into my office, but I never thought he would do that. And that's got to be such a, like, a realistic struggle mm-hmm. for psychiatrists, especially yeah. people who deal with individuals that are that, like, you know schizophrenic or whatever and it's like when do you think that these people's delusions or whatever are when are they going to act on these things yeah it's like they always have problems but you also can't run to the police every time they say something that's a little off kilter because they're just off kilter yeah so i don't know i I actually did feel really bad for him dr kroger was probably like i told you i didn't suspect anything wrong 
I win. Yeah. You guys suck. I'm amazing. <laughs> um, I like I I no, I don't like no hope and why they would lead us like that the whole episode. Well, but Monk, Monk being like, but no Monk also didn't thing. get a good look at the file, which is also part of the problem. Yes, but it's also oh, you read it wrong. It says lots of hope. <laughs> 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 well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he crossed the line. He he opens it, it gets slammed on him, and then he's like, oh, it said no hope. And he's like, well, actually, that wasn't an O. It was a period. And so it's like... What if, what if Dr. Kroger just completely lied? <laughs> he's like, no, yeah, it says no hope. Yeah. Now, I do wonder, how is that medically relevant that his father was born in New Hope, Pennsylvania? That's what he said. I, said. Yeah. That's not relevant. I feel like that might be a plot hole. It's dumb, yeah. And this might also be a plot hole about the no hope thing, but I think I'd be a little bit more mad if I thought that my therapist had put no hope for down real? for me. Like, that's your I'm like, one wait job. a second, you've been charging me how much for how long, <laughs> and you think I have no hope? That's yeah. messed up. And Monk was still like, he was more sad about it. Like, what does it mean? What does it mean? I'd be like, excuse me? <laughs> okay, uh... Me and Candace, I don't know if you're going to be completely, like, on board with this, but I don't like Randy figure something out, and Monk's like, thanks, Randy, and then Randy's like, oh, uh, well, well, thanks, Monk, and it's just so awkward I think and it's such the way that he tension. said it, he finds a clue when he's, like, kneeling yeah, next to yeah, the body, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like, good one, Randy, and he's like, thank you. Uh-huh. And it's like it's I, just weird I think and it, I don't like it. I think there were some other weird like one liners that had like just happened cuz yeah. you were like that was weird. Mm-hmm. That was weird and then Randy says that and you were like that was weird. Yeah. And I'm like I don't know if it would be that weird by itself. I think he's just supposed to be more flattered mm-hmm. that like he never gets anything and then Monk is the one that's complimenting him saying like oh good job. Yeah. And so yeah, I th- I think that's what happened there. Um my last thing is Troy Kroger's a little much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with that child? Oh, that's true. I took the test three times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you are not my mother, and you are certainly not my father. <laughs> yeah, I took the test three I took the test three times. What more do you yeah. want? <laughs> so, yeah, he was extra. Yeah. He was very, like, stereotypical yeah, teenager. Yeah, it was funny, though. Yeah. It was funny. It's not what you would expect. It's like, oh, even Dr. Kroger's family has problems. He's, He's the, the guy. guy. Okay, so do you have anyone? Um, actually, yes. Yes, I do. Really? Okay. Well, I have three, so oh, you, I'll go first. Of course you do. Okay. okay. You, you go, and then I'll go, and then you go. Boom. We've worked out an agreement. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the first one is Francis Merrigan. Okay. Very famous, in my opinion. I don't know. I, I say people are very famous, but I'm like, wow. I know he's been on like a regular on something, and I actually did know what it was from this time. Uh-huh. He was on an for, first. He was on an episode of Wings, which Tony Shalhoub, right? That's where Tony oh. Shalhoub was from, right? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. he was on a series in the '80s called Check It Out, okay. which I never saw, but I saw that on his credit. I was like, oh, 49 episodes, pretty good. But I recognized him. Once again, we have someone from NYPD Blue. Wow. Just like Fusco. I wouldn't be surprised if they were on it at the same time. I didn't actually fact check that. But um, the actor's name is Gordon Clapp. And yeah, he was on NYPD Blue for several years. And that's where I recognized him from. Wow. Okay, so we have 
Kiernan Shipka. I didn't know that was her name. And she is the little girl in the bear store. And she is from the the reboot of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Which just came out on Netflix like a few like That's a year crazy. Ago, or Yeah. Last year maybe? Yeah. Maybe it has a season? Uh-huh. Or two seasons? I don't know. I haven't even like I just seen the trailers. Yeah, I've seen the trailers too. It looks really creepy. Yeah, I don't it looks nothing to do I with don't... Sub- regular Sabrina. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina. I think they try to do like a Riverdale thing with it. Yeah, Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah, they did the same thing. But yeah, that's crazy. That little girl. I know. So many years later gets that role. Yeah. That's so weird. Not so cute anymore. I know. No. She's that little enough. bear that little the guy broke really turned her. Yeah. You never know. Nice catch. Um, <laughs> let's see. I have got the next person is Buck. He played Buck. I don't know if we heard his name, but he was the other criminal besides Farragut. Okay. I don't know if you remember. He had the long hair and was like helping shift them in the chairs. And then, you know, Crenshaw sneaks up behind him. And there's oh, one yeah, guy with yeah, long yeah. hair. It's this guy. So this is Stacy Hennen. And I was like, man, I recognize this guy. Had to look it up. Dang it. Mm-hmm. But he was in an episode of Modern Family, an episode of Criminal Minds, where he has the long hair. Mm-hmm. But in what I recognized him in, he does not have long hair. So that's what threw me. But he was in Nashville for two episodes. And he plays Travis and it was only two episodes, but I still recognized him. He was like a famous, like, I don't know if he's supposed to be a songwriter or a producer, but he makes a song for one of the girls. Um, he gives the song to Juliet Barnes, but he gives it to Maddie. And he's like, oh, you're going to see her? Give this to her. And she steals the song and makes it instead. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the like, whoa, you know, oh, snap moments. Yeah. But he's the guy that that gives her the disc. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that's totally him. So that's interesting. Thing. And then my last person is Troy Kroger. Okay. His name is Cody McMains. And he was on, he seems like he's like a late 90s, early 2000s kid. He was in Bring It On, which is the cheerleading movie. Mm-hmm. He was on 10 Things I Hate About You. And then, of course, what I recognized him from was Everwood. He was on Everwood for two seasons as Wendell. And he is... The main guy's best friend for two seasons in high school. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he plays the dark, the same dark character. He's not angry like that. Yeah. But the main guy's like a new kid in school. And so Wendell comes up to him like, hey, man, you're going to need me. And mm-hmm. let's hang out and be friends. So, yeah. He was Wendell. Huh. Interesting. Junk time. Okay. Hello, everyone. To your favorite part of the show and mine, where me and Candace. Get to, get, a, get to take a little nibble of our food. So, as we mentioned earlier, I have sweet and spicy pecans, and... Do you like pecans? Yeah, I do. I don't know about sweet and spicy, though. They're addicting. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually allergic to peanuts, but here we go. <laughs> it's a joke. Glad they're pecans. <laughs> That are spicy and sweetie. They're spice. It has chili powder and... No, there isn't. There is. There was no spice on that. This cookies and cream thing is a straight up protein bar. Which I know it's a protein bar, but it's like for working out. (laughs) This is not a treat. Yeah, it's hardcore. (laughs) I I will take a pecan. Thank you. 
I will, it's, it tastes really good. It's just not spicy. Okay, first one. Have we learned what the word shrink means? No. Oh, 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 oh. It was, it was like psychiatrist or something is what it meant, right? Yeah. yeah. So whenever oh. someone says, like, you need a shrink, they're saying you're crazy. That's huh. It. Yeah. What did you think it meant? Because you knew it was the title of the episode, and you were like, what does shrink mean? What is that? I thought it was the cleaning lady, because I saw, I saw a little thing, and it said, Dr. Kroger's cleaning lady suddenly dies, and it's like, Monk needs a new shrink. And I was like, oh. That's what you give her Obviously, reading the stupid. The shrink is the cleaning lady, since she's gone now, so he's got to find a new one. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you, but I am making fun of you. That's hilarious. That's what you get for reading the descriptions every time. Um, so, shrink does not mean cleaning lady. We've learned that. Well, also, would you take a bullet for someone? Um, well, probably. Like, you know, there's people that are like, oh, I would take a bullet for you. Or yeah. like, oh, I would take a bullet for my it's kids. Like, oh, or- really? Huh? I'm pointing a gun up to the uh, mic. <laughs> so oh, really? intimidating. This is y'all's forehead right now. <laughs> Whoa. I would take a bullet for you guys. I would literally just like thump him on the head. He'll just fall over. <laughs> We've got this, guys. I mean, like, I guess if I took a job where my job was to take a bullet for somebody and I was like contractually obligated to take said bullet mm-hmm. for someone, then I'd be like, sure, I'll take a bullet <laughs> for someone. Um, I'm not sure that I'm just volunteering. Like, I can't think of anyone in my life. Like, hey, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. That's like, I'm, I'm it's sorry. Like, I mean, like, how okay, bad will it, work, will it hurt <laughs> that I have to like jump the front? Like, <laughs> like am I going to get shot in the chest <laughs> or like the head? Is it stuck like a no, no deal situation? Like, yeah, you're definitely gonna die. So. See, I don't want to. I don't want to be stupid. It's like it's gonna hit them in the in the leg, and I'm like, I'll save you. And I just die <laughs> if someone hits me in the face, I die. Or what I'm more thinking is, I'm on this podcast, and I'm like, oh yeah, I would take a bullet for and you. And now they're just gonna start like <laughs> then, for us. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I meant more. I meant more of like you're in the situation, and they're like, remember that one time you said you'd go. Candace, get in front of me now. I'm like, oof. This is real, though. Like, that, this is getting real. I wouldn't be you taking a bullet for me. I'd just be jumping behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Candace. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of, I mean, I know you're probably thinking, like, wow, they wouldn't even take a, a bullet for their parents or their siblings uh-huh. or whatever and i'm like well i mean i don't know like i mean i mean i probably would i mean to be honest i probably would i was thinking the question more of like uh, your healthcare professional or your yeah. teacher or so you know what i mean like i mean i guess they're close to dr kroger no so. obviously they're obsessed with dr kroger yeah. but like is that like could you fathom taking a bullet for someone that was like i can't think of it you know what i mean I can't like think a best of friend yeah I, yeah. I I probably would, but they're not even on that level with Dr. Kroger. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Kroger is just like, they're just, just another there. patient. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like sad when you think about, that's definitely like a one-way street. I know. There. 
Oh my god. Yeah. But but can you feel that bad for Harold whenever he did it to also one up Monk? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're like, oh, poor Harold. And you're like, then he says. Uh, and then he ruins that. the freaking moment. I don't like that part. I forgot to say that. I don't like that. Yeah. He's just. Well, I'll get that. I'll get to that more in my plot holes. They what, couldn't have. They couldn't have put. What I didn't like Harold about that. and Monk to rest. They had to keep. Keep on milking the f- feud. But it's a good but feud. they're funny. They're so funny. It's classic. Classic it, Monk. It is classic. All right. So now we're going to. That's it. Um, well, yeah, we kind of went backwards, so it seems like it's shorter, but it's really not because I didn't do the social media update first. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so we're going to go, the reviews are in, right? No way. Yeah, we ended our contest last week, so we've got some reviews from our awesome listeners, (gasps) and I have it pulled up here so that we can read a couple. Oh, geez. So this is from... Lucky Booty 1010. Awesome review by awesome people for five stars. I am a big fan of the Monk TV series. This podcast not only talks about each episode, but helps point out details I missed. I'm a big fan of this podcast. I listen to this during the day while while at work. Other employees listen with me and learned about Monk. This podcast is a must listen for every Monk fan. Nice. I like that one. That's so cool that he listened with his fellow employees I know. and they didn't tell him to turn it off exactly so nice we're That's slightly so nice adorable shout out to lucky 1010's employee friends dude co-workers if they're, I if say. they're listening i will dude i'll give them a high five through the podcast <laughs> nice okay this next one is lulu dance five who also gave us a five-star review and said love this podcast i'm not usually a podcast person but i discovered this show on insta and can't stop listening we're big on instagram <laughs> it's so nice to or know that i'm not the only monk fanatic i love getting to hear candace's and noah's opinions of the show thank you both so much for an amazing podcast heart detective wow Man. This next one is from O3Chi, who's actually our Mystery Monk box winner, who says, I wish every day was Monk Day with five stars. Such a fun podcast. It's so nice to hear others obsess over Monk as much as I do. I love that. She says Monk Day. That's what we say. That's what we say. That's That's when our podcast comes out, so it's Monk Day. I love that. I love the recall. I love that, guys, when you show us your hashtags or your just, like, recalls back to our show. None's gonna none. Hashtag none's gonna none. Dude, it is so cool. Because it's it's just like, wait a minute. We didn't tell them to say that. We did not pay these people to say these things. it's It's like we're in a little club. We're all in a little group. When yeah. it's like we're the Cookets Club, and we're like, the junk monkers. We're the junk. We're the junky monkeys. <laughs> oh God. Well, thanks for the reviews. Keep them coming. We love reading them. Obviously, mm-hmm. doesn't do anything to our ego at all. Not a not what? one tiny bit. What? We don't, you know, obsess over them or anything. Nah, it's not like it's not like I know like all of them by heart. Over. So. <laughs> <laughs> Plot holes. Okay. Um, I'm calling it plotties because that's just how I wrote it in my book, so welcome to platties. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like Pilates, but... Pilates. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my first one is going to be, why would you glue a statue back together? 
Yeah, I, you can't. Well, there was already like twenty it. on his desk. Yeah, like too. even if he realized that like one was missing, he wouldn't have put it together that she must have like knocked it over because it's broken. Like it would have been just missing. You know what I mean? He, yeah. she, he still might have come to the conclusion that it was her because like who else would have taken one or whatever? Yeah. Which actually might have been worse actually if she stole the heroin. Dude, she just took it. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, wait, is this sweet? But, but just, just to, just to not give up my plot hole. Why would you glue it though? You're, Cause then you're saying like, oh look what I did. Yeah. I broke this. It obviously had powder in it and I glued it back together. Like that's much more obvious than maybe hoping that he wouldn't notice that it's missing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Dude, I feel so bad for her. She didn't even like, that was like $20,000 in her hand right there. She could have just left. She vacuumed it up. She va- she vacuumed it up. She did. I don't even know. If she knew. I don't think she dude, understood. Dude, why did why did the why did the guy kill her? Like, no one can understand, dude. It was, she was literally just vacuuming some dust inside of a doll. Yeah, and uh, he was also carrying that plaster stuff around. Yeah, like maybe it was that, or it was like powdered milk or something. Uh-huh. Like, what if she just thought it was that and didn't think it was drugs, and then you just killed her for no reason, <laughs> like. And obviously she didn't turn you in if she had I, seen it. How long did she spend gluing that thing together so that she wouldn't? Probably like four hours. <laughs> she wouldn't get on your bad side. She's just sitting there like, until 4 a.m. Mm, like, oh. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not reimbursing you for the glue. Boom. Dead. Exactly. Yeah, that's messed up. Okay, so my next one is they just put a gun right there on the shelf for Harold to grab. <laughs> I literally looked down to write something down. I look back up and I go, whoa, oh, where'd yeah. Harold get that gun? And you're what? like, it was on the shelf. And I'm like, and plow. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it was just right behind him. Like, so those like green beans or whatever. They were just in like a warehouse. All of their trinkets are all like lined up. There's but the they gun. just left the gun there. <laughs> Which I will say, I did notice that warehouse was really messy. Like, there was, like, st- it was not clean. Like, it was stuff everywhere. So, I guess they could. I was But, like, you're just going to lay, lay your gun around? I don't know. I know. I don't yeah. like that. Whatever. You got another? Or do you have uh, Look at this hostile fool in front of us. Let me just, you know, keep the gun behind us. <laughs> just, in, just in case. The, the host- <laughs> That's so true. They had hostages. This was not like they I were know. just, like, calmly, like, oh, this is a casual Tuesday. Like, we just got these guys. Now let's put the gun here, equal distance between us and them, and see if they don't try to go crawl over and get it. We're just going to risk that one. I know. Um, here's my plotty. Monk, he, he's kind of talking to himself, except he looks like he's talking to someone, like to Dr. Kroger, and he says, right? Just at the end of, like, I forgot what he was saying. Okay, so it was the scene at the very beginning when... They all three bust into the office and they see the lady's dead. Uh-huh. And Monk touches the vacuum cleaner. Oh, and then Harold yeah. goes to put it back. And he's like, don't touch that. And he's like, well, you touched it. And he said, I can touch it. I'm a former police officer. Right? And it's just like, well, that's not a question. You are a former police, police officer. officer. You can't touch everything on that scene. Yeah. It, we just, it didn't make any sense. And then, and then we also Noah's came fan up theory. We, we came up with uh, my amazing theory that it is actually, they actually cut off his line in which he says, hand. So he's, he looks at his right hand and he says, right. And then they cut it off and it says, hand. Yeah. So that's my theory. That's some deep fan theory. <laughs> I'm digging that. Okay, my next one is they shot Harold Crenshaw in the chest. 
Like, that's pretty serious. How did Dr. Kroger know he was going to be okay? Like, that scene they was were, like, very laughing. fast. It was, like, like whilst dying. What if he just died there on the spot? And it's like, oh. Like, that would have been, like, really sad. Like, you didn't really know. I, okay. Look, that's, what if the that's next actually episode? something I didn't like, if I think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's actually really suspenseful. They start shooting. Dr. Kroger, like, gets the crowbar. And then uh, the guy turns around to shoot him. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, he's about to die. Because Dr. Uh-huh. Kroger goes, like, in slow motion. Yeah. He's like, oh, my gosh. And you're like, oh. And then Harold's like, no. And then he runs in. And you're like, holy crap. Now they're going to shoot Harold. Yeah. And then, boom, Dr. Kroger's just holding him instantly, uh-huh. like, underneath him. And then he's like, is he going to be okay? And he's like, yeah, he's going to be okay. And then they make a joke. And you're like, nope. okay, for one, you just took, like, a you took away from that, like, really big suspense part. Yeah. And then he got shot in the chest. It wasn't like he got shot in the arm where you know, like, he's going to be fine. Yeah. The ambulance isn't even here. You're just like... Yeah, he's going to be like, fine. You don't uh, make jokes while someone's bid like... He, he got shot in the chest, people. He might die from this. Beat that. What if Monk was like, oh, thank God. All right, Dr. Kroger, let's go. <laughs> He's like, uh, Monk, Harold. He's like, fine. <laughs> Would have been good. Okay, do you have another one or are you done? No, that's it. My okay, right my last one is Dr. Kroger knocking over the boxes. I don't know if that's a plot hole, but it was like, come on. When? You remember he, whenever, the reason that he's about to get shot oh. is because he takes the crowbar <laughs> and he accidentally knocks over a bunch of boxes <laughs> because he's all like frazzled. And it's like, that was totally like old man status there. That was like a... He could have was... been like, save the day and Dr. Kroger like hits the yeah. guy over the head, but instead he's like, ooh, and knocks over the boxes and you're like, really? That's how I Harold gets shot. Was like, it was, was like Dr. A... Kroger's fault. I don't know. Okay. Um, we're rewriting it. We're rewriting, rewriting history here. Yeah. Go to our GoFundMe so you can <laughs> actually fund our... We're actually remaking the entire show. Actually, if you just want to give us money, just let us know. We'll set up a GoFundMe. Yeah, like, actually. It's just, you know... Just because. Just because. How crazy was Monk this episode? Okay. Uh, plus crazy moments. Out of ten Crenshaw files... <laughs> Ooh, nice. I like that one. I put out of 10 bereavement teddy bears. Frick. That's good. Okay. They're so bereaved. <laughs> We're all bereaved. So, of course, Monk v. Harold. The first scene, whenever they're both arguing. Wait, can we do can we do a both counter for crazy moments for Harold and... Monk? I actually thought about that. That'd be pretty cool. I, I did think about that. Okay, well, we don't have the time. Okay. Yeah. So, at the beginning scene, the door's wide open, and Dr. Kroger goes, What happened? Which one of you did this? And Monk yells, Harold broke in! <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Monk is so quick to throw him under the bus in this episode. It's just so funny. Well, what other explanation was there? Like, he's like, yeah, no, the door was open. It was open, and I'm like... Why would the door have been open? So, yeah. Heartbroken. Um, how about you go? Because I have a bunch. I don't want to say yours. Okay. Obviously, the five stages of Monk. When Monk acts out all five stages of grief. <laughs> yep. Uh, when Monk and Harold are arguing over what age the other person is. You're acting like a 12-year-old. You're acting like a 10-year-old. You're acting like a 5-year-old. You're acting like a 0-year-old. I don't have that one. <laughs> um, I have when he looks at Harold's file. Uh huh. When he looks at his own file. Crazy, yeah. Do you have any more? Uh, no. 
Okay, here we go. He yells at the CSI to fix his chair because he wants it to be in his normal spot. Like, oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He yells yeah. at him to, to fix it. He rips apart the teddy bear. Mm-hmm. He goes to Dr. Kroger's house. Okay. He hides in Dr. Kroger's bushes. <laughs> okay. He volunteers as security guard. Uh-huh. He can't stop talking about symmetry. <laughs> and you're very picking up things. You know what was the best thing about Dr. Kroger? He was very symmetrical. <laughs> That's interesting you should say that. Do you mean that he was a well-balanced person? Mm-hmm. Yep, just everything was just nice and even, <laughs> both sides. And what about your late wife, Trudy? <laughs> she was very beautiful. And she was also symmetrical. <laughs> so rude. So messed up. He talks to Dr. Natalie about her dying. Oh, yes. And leaving him. He makes Dr. Kroger switch chairs with him when they're in the back of the truck being kidnapped. And Dr. Oh, poor yeah. Dr. Kroger thinks it's part of the plan. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay, yeah, but you come over here. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> and they're like, okay, so I've been having trouble. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, well, figured we're going to die anyway. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, but yeah, Harold is pretty crazy. We know Harold takes a bullet, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy or not. We, we kind of established that it was since we would not take a bullet for any of our healthcare professionals. Yeah. Um, what else does he do? Uh, they're arguing. Especially not the dentist. The baby year old. Um, oh, the baby year old. He's also in the bushes. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, he fall. He stalks Doctor Kroger, which he's, ends up saving the day. But oh, still, Harold crazy moment. Whenever he's supposed to shoot them, but instead <gasps> he turns Dude. all the trinkets. He so he did a, a monk. That was totally a mm-hmm. monk. Whenever wait, when did monk do that? He does that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah, but no, with a gun. He has a gun, and he's like, and rather like rearrange his stuff real quick. Because the best when, gun moment I, I think the actor is when, he when he has, when he, yeah, they each yeah. have a gun at one point because they're switching guns uh-huh. to like smooth it out. There's that time. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't yeah, remember the time of the gun. I guess that's it. He touches the vacuum cleaner too. Yeah, I just love how um, Monk and. Harold, they're, like, making their own progress, but they cannot be in the same room together alone. It is so funny. Yeah, that's true. Oh, also, the big one, Harold thinks that Dr. Kroger wants to talk about it first thing Friday morning. Uh-huh. And he's, no, during your session. Yeah. Not the first thing Friday morning. Yeah. That's how it starts out, so, yeah, there you go. That's um, true. So, how crazy was Monk this episode? Out of ten? Crenshaw Files. It's an eight out of ten. Yes, that's right. The The critics are in. Noah's saying 8 out of 10. Why is he saying 8 out of 10? Because this was a heavy episode. I debated putting a 9. Yeah. It, it was a yeah. heavy, like, we had Harold in there, a bunch of, like, other crazy people. You throw uh, Harold in there and you guarantee Monk goes up at least a yeah. point or two because of all the dealings that he has to deal with Harold. Also, a new psychiatrist... He loses oh, his psychiatrist. He loses his psychiatrist after nine, ten years. years. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, so out of ten bereavement teddy bears, I gave them an 8.5. Okay. Because I can do point fives because all you have to do is just rip the bear in half. That's true. So I Actually, he is getting eight and a half teddy bears. Wow. That's so I. That's really out. messed up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now on to... <gasps> 
rate this episode. Um, if you guys couldn't tell already, Toby isn't here today. Yeah, Toby actually is lazy, and so now I uh, today I'm doing all of the transitions, but I'm trying my best. You could probably tell it was pretty hard. And then we also had to move all the equipment by ourselves, like little Sleep. plebs. Yeah, that was rough. It was it was a lot. Ugh. Can't you know, believe I want Toby back. I know. <laughs> this is rough. You never this is know. This a rough life we lead. <laughs> you, know, you never you never know how much you miss someone till they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> Even Toby. Jeez, Toby needs to hurry back. Golly. Okay. Bring me better snacks than this cookies and cream. Too. <laughs> it's ridiculous. These sweet and spicy pecans. Yeah. They were they were a hit. Yeah. I like them. They're really I like good. them. Okay. So, Candace, what would you rate this episode? All right. Um, well, how about you go first? Oh, okay. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I am rating it a also an 8 out of 10. Really? Eight out of 10, ladies and gentlemen. It's, okay, I, I, I spoke about this with Candace earlier. It's a lot of different, like, contrasting things at the same time. So it's a bunch of, like, comedy mixed in with a bunch of sad parts and a bunch of theatrical parts and a bunch of it's just weird because they're all going towards completely different concepts but none of them really reaches there so it's like usually it's like oh this was a really really funny episode but it's like eh this one was actually just a really really funny episode or a kind of funny episode which was kind of sad and kind of touched my heart which are sometimes the best ones but it's also like you almost did it not all the way. Yeah. Like, it, I get what you're saying. It has a lot of the elements, but it didn't It didn't hit a 10. Yeah. But even though it had all the elements, it wasn't 10 worthy. It was just, like, a nice, well-rounded episode. Exactly. Like, a 10 is, like, two of, like, comedy and drama. Just, like, amazing, yeah. that episode. Yeah. Because those are the main two. Yeah. And if you get those two right, then wow. But... This one, they get, try to mix in, like, all the sadness and the, like, all the memories, and it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. That's, I, I like that. So, to quote mm-hmm. Noah, I feel like the episode had a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. It was funny. You got the stages of grief. You got all the Herald action. It was sad. You've got Dr. Kroger quitting and yeah. Monk losing his therapist. Mm-hmm. It was suspenseful. They get kidnapped. Harold is shot. But I did think that they did all those things right, right? Like how, kind of like you were saying. Yeah. Where I felt really underwhelmed was the mystery. You know, just the figurines mm-hmm. part and all that. This wasn't interesting. Uh, the drugs is just kind of, you know, whatever. It's just drugs. Yeah. So I gave it a 10.8. So an 8 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. We don't have any, like, contrasting. I feel like this this episode, I don't know. It was... It was definitely special. Yeah, I actually, I liked it. I mean, yeah, I feel like I feel like I give like an average episode like a seven, and I feel like it was above average, but it yeah. wasn't amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I liked the Doctor Kroger action. I liked the Harold action. Oh yeah, I liked. Yeah, it. I feel like we were dying. <laughs> we were dying laughing on this show and during we were while we were watching it. Yeah. So I feel like it was really funny, and where it lacked in the mystery, it made up for it in those other areas. Yeah. But definitely. So I think we're good. We both rated it an eight. I like that. Yeah. That's that's nice. Um, Just so you guys know, if you guys hear like in the background, 
we basically have our own little sweatshop going on here. <laughs> um, as you know, a lot of people need masks. Yes. So we've got two people downstairs making masks who are, they, they've actually, they've made quite some chunk of change, yeah. I've heard. And yeah, so they're they're down there working, you know, just watching TV and they, they kind of turn the TV down for us, but they're cranking out those masks. So yeah. the, that sound is three, there's three sewing machines down there. So brr, they've got... Brr, brr. It's, yeah. it's, intense. it's intense. It is intense. Yeah. So if you guys need a mask, we know where you can get some good ones. That's true. And we'll, we'll ship them to you if you want. We really will. Just just hit us up on Instagram and, and you know. Venmo us five dollars, ten dollars. <laughs> Give us a tip if you want. Twenty dollars. Like, hey, thanks for the mask tip and, and here's your tip. Here's <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you can even double that because duh. Yeah. How much are the masks? They're ten dollars, right? I think yeah, they're ten dollars. Yeah, they're ten bucks, so there's there's a high demand for them. We actually sent a mask in our last box. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also can hook you up with some pecans, so just let me know. Oh my gosh, these we got these, are we got these sweet and spicy pecans. Yeah, they're so good. I'm about to get off here and eat some more and eat some food. Cause my I, get a, I get a pee. I get a pee. Oh, all right. TMI. All right, let's <laughs> go, and we're going to sign off with Bye. all this it's, info. Uh, wait, no, it's... I was going to I was gonna do my own little sign-off. It's Noah and... Make sure to pay attention up to the end because I really want people to respond to our voicemail more. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video, and of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.